Stephon Devereaux, Stephon Devereaux Show, Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. We're back. Hey, man, I told you. Told you this is going to become my favorite podcast out right now in the near future. And, like, I'm serious. And I love Ric Flair. I told you I love Ric Flair. I love Mark Madden. And the gems, the jewels that are being dropped by this man, this legend, this WWE Hall of Famer, this Pro Wrestling Hall of Famer, this icon, the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Oh, my goodness. Give it up for my man, Ric Flair. Yeah, let's give it up. But, dude, man, I'm telling you. So, Ric Flair says that he's not going back to the WWE while Nick Khan is in charge. That is, I'm sorry, that is interesting. That is, this is the first legend to come out and say anything negative about Nick Khan. This isn't someone, you know, one of the, the trainees, or excuse me, not trainees, one of the, the guys who were on a, uh, the NXT level, you know, this isn't the, the C-level uh, mid-card guys, you know, the guys are being, who are being released right now. No, no. This isn't even one of the top-name guys like Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, Ryback. Oh, my fault. <laughs> yeah, Ryback. Yeah, Ryback had the nerve to say anyway. Yeah, no, you know, I'll wait. I'll wait because I got it down for later on. But this is Ric Flair saying that he won't go back to the WWE while Nick Khan is in charge. Now, here's some things that came out of this interview, or excuse me, this podcast that real, I'm telling you, you need to go listen to Ric Flair Woo Nation podcast, or Ric Flair Woo Nation Uncensored. You need to go check this out. The new one, hosted by Mark Madden. These guys. So Ric Flair said that while he was in a coma, the WWE was literally trying to take away his intellectual property. Like, are you serious? The man's on his deathbed. At the time, we thought was his deathbed. Remember, Ric Flair was really sick. He gets into deep, you know, goes into detail uh, on a show. But we thought the man was sick. We thought the man was possibly dying. And they heard that the WWE was trying to take his intellectual property. And he said he doesn't blame Vince. That's the, that's the thing that, you know, but I, I get it. Vince is in charge of a multi-billion dollar corporation now. He cannot oversee every little tiny thing. Now, something like that to me is not tiny. It's not tiny at all. It's not small, man. Ric Flair's career, his legacy. But I get it. It is like Disney. They want to own every character that comes on their screen. You know, they got pay-per-views with Ric Flair. And that's outside of the WWE. I'm talking NWA, AWA, things like that. I mean, it shows what this man has been. Look, I get it. But on his deathbed? Come on, man. Come on, man. Thank goodness the champ kicked out. But I think he blames Tony Khan. Or excuse me, Nick Khan. I mean, speaking of Tony Khan, he said he wants Tony Khan to, to be the one who does the tributes and everything when he is gone. AEW. He's not even, he, he doesn't want the WWE to do anything for him anymore. And that's crazy. That is crazy. I mean, 
obviously Nick Khan doesn't respect him, but I don't think Nick Khan respects. I don't want to say this and sound, you know, but I, I get it. He's an agent. He was an agent for years. His job was to do what was best for his client. Get Bayless's agent from the TV show Undisputed. But his job was to do what was best for his client. Right now, his client is the WWE. And if he feels that owning Ric Flair's intellectual property was what was best for his client, then he has to do it. If he feels that getting rid of certain members, certain uh, wrestlers and talent off the roster, and it was going to be best for his client, he has to do it. That's just who he is. He's an agent by nature. You know, he's, this is what he does. He does what's best for his client. I understand he's upset. I understand, dude, they came out, coming out your family while you're in a coma, and they want to, I get that. But you've got to understand Nick Khan's job. That's his job now. It's no different than your job being the greatest wrestler of all time and still being looked at as the greatest wrestler of all time while you're on this earth. Your job is to cement that legacy so when you're gone, we can continue to say that you're the greatest, you were the greatest wrestler of all time. And I think the WWE would actually be the best place for you or for your legacy to be because it's the WWE. It's what they do. You know? Look at Mickey Mouse and the Disney. Can you imagine another company getting Mickey Mouse? Just be real. Now, I'm not saying that you are Mickey Mouse, and I'm not saying that, that the WWE created you. I'm not saying that. But you said it yourself. They helped put you in a position to where you're in now. What did you say? Dude, you're making $69,000 a week on your podcast, or you made $69,000 the first week of your podcast. You might not want to be telling people that, by the way. You know, you got the IRS out here. But I'm just another story. But you said that. I mean, you're 72 years old now. What are you supposed to do? I know you said you got offered $100,000 to wrestle. Let's just be real, Mr. Flair. Let's just be real. You're 72 years old, man. And I know you said it yourself. Your pain threshold is very high. Still 72 years old. I know you said it yourself. The best place you want to, you will want to leave this earth is in the middle of the ring. I get it. But you can't be mad at the guy like Nick Khan for doing what's best for his client. Your agent will do what's best for you as well. It's just that simple. It's business. It's business. And that's all due respect. See, now I ain't never telling you what to do, Mr. Flair. You got to You know, but I, I tell people all the time, look, you got to go listen to this podcast. That podcast, uh, Jeff Jarrett's podcast as well. Um, you know, Eric Bischoff's podcast is growing on me a lot uh, recently, past few months. Um, I love listening to everybody. Know I love listening to Vince Russo stuff, um, Jim Cornette stuff. Um, the only thing that gets me mad about Cornette is that when he finds a way to, to take shots at Vince Russo, come on, bro. I mean, it kind of makes me look like, dude, maybe you're the one who, was, you know, who can't let it go. Maybe you're the one who's, who can't grow up because, man, it's kind of childish now. Let it go, because he doesn't talk about you no more. But, you know, I still love Cornette. Cornette's my dude. I hold grudges, too, so I can't even be too mad. <laughs> but, you know, that Ric Flair podcast, I think there's something special there. Um, hopefully, you know, he does it 
you know, uh, and continue to do do it. Um, Got to give, you know, got to give them credit for even opening it up like this, you know, but we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Um, I just, I, I think it's really awesome. You know, I would love for Hulk Hogan to get a podcast. Hogan needs a podcast. If Rick got one, Hogan needs one. I'm sorry. Hogan needs a podcast as well. If he doesn't get a podcast, I'm going to be really upset. Because I would love to hear some of Hogan's stories. People can say whatever they want about Hogan, but come on, man. You know, it's like, I, I think that's why I'm not so into the Kurt Angle podcast, because Kurt Angle's podcast doesn't, uh, you know, go into the olden days of the the 70s and 80s. You know, when the the... I know the attitude there is looked at as a, uh, a golden age, but my golden age is the, the mid eighties, you know, uh, growing up and watching, uh, all of those companies, world-class and WWF and NWA and Memphis, you know, I was so blessed here in the city of Pittsburgh, uh, to get the type of channel that I got that had these, these shows, you know, um, had shows like that. Oh my goodness. It was just so awesome. Be able to see those things. You know, miss those days. Wish more kids was able to do that. But, you, you know, you got the Internet. You got YouTube. You can find, you know, a local wrestling organization anywhere now uh, these days. And, God damn it, dude, there's a backyard promotion in Australia. That's getting more views than some of these companies out here. And that's pathetic, bro. That is pathetic. You know, that's another topic for another day. But anyway, uh, like I said, I want you to please go check out that Ric Flair podcast. Please check it out. I don't even need to have you. I don't even need to beg you to do this. Uh, it's an awesome podcast. Like I said, he's dropping jewels every week, and um, you know, I think we got you know, uh, hey guys, Conrad and the boys, uh, got some competition. Mm, serious, got some competition. Jim Cornette, you guys, you got some competition, man, because he's coming with some heat. And this is Ric Flair. Everybody wants to hear what the you know the champion says. This is Ric Flair. Everybody wants to hear what one of the greatest promos ever says. The guy still cuts promos. But anyway, Stefan Devereaux showing Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. We want to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into some news and some notes. And we're going to get into the PWX 27th anniversary show. I can't wait. All the information that you're going to need, matches and so forth, we're going to get into that right here on the Stuff on Their Road Show, Angry Kids 24-7 Radio. <laughs> 